Hello and welcome to Simon Says Let's Talk Business on Business Radio X. I'm your host, Al Simon, with Sandler Training. And as usual, on this show, we talk with high-performing business professionals, sharpen their skills, learn new ideas and concepts, share best practices, and get to know smart people. We have some smart people with us today. So listen carefully, take notes, and look for their contact information at the end of each segment so that you can engage with them. And as always, we will conclude with a sales tip from yours truly. So today, just pumped, excited. We got uh, two great companies represented here today. We got Dan Wells, owner of Sinorama Buford and Duluth. Welcome, Dan. Hey, happy to be here. Thank you. And we've got Jeff Lance and Brian Boston with CL Services, Inc., Welcome, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Al. Appreciate you inviting us to the show today. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. All the way from Peachtree City? Is that where you are now? I'm in Peachtree City. Yeah. Our office is located down by the International Terminal. Yeah. I've, 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 it's been a couple of years, but I've been at your office. It's uh, pretty impressive. you got a lot of stuff going on down there. We do. Yeah. Cause look, at, look at things. Okay, well, tell you what. Let's start with Dan. Let's spend some time talking about Sinorama, Sinorama Buford and Duluth. And... Uh, so y'all full service sign company, right, Dan? That's right. Um, okay. There are there are over seven hundred sign or signoramas across the world, yes. six different continents. Yes. Um, Sinorama Buford's been around for twenty years. Uh, it's in the top ten in volume uh, each year, which makes it really stand out from some of the other um, in the industry. And uh, it's a great legacy company with over fifty thousand customer serve in the Atlanta market. Fifty thousand in the Atlanta market over twenty years, so two decades strong. Okay. Wow. All right. Who knew? <laughs> Big business. And you said you got like 15 people on staff and you're doing all these different kinds of signs. And, but but let's let start with one thing first. I've seen lots of sign companies around. There's a bunch of them, right? right. So you got lots of competition. What makes Signorama different, better, awesome? Well, I think it starts with our employees. We've got uh, a designer that's been around for 25 years in the industry. The production manager, he's been doing it for 20 years. He's touched a lot of the signs in the Atlanta market. We've got an inside sales rep who does a great consultation with our customers. She's got 25 years in the industry. And it's just a really experienced staff that uh, makes us stand out. We're able to deliver for our customers what we promise them. We have a saying, one call, we do it all. Yeah. Um, not every signed company does that. So, I mean, we can do everything from a business card to a hat to a T-shirt to all the interior signage a company would, would ever need. Um, we do the big signs that you see outside that would take a crane to lift up and everything else in between. And not every sign company has the capability to do that wide range of things for their customer base. So that's one of the things that really helps us stand out. Yeah. So, but, I mean, let's say that I want a sign, an exterior sign, okay? Maybe like a monument type thing, right? Yeah. You, you do that too? Absolutely. Yeah? Wow. Yeah. And we do every step of it for you. So okay. we do the permitting, which can be very difficult. We do the design, we do the fabrication, and ultimately we do the installation as well, and we see it through every step of the way. And you know, a lot of people don't think about the number of people that are involved in building something like a monument. You know, you've got to get a hardscaper involved to do the, the masonry work, the stone work. We obviously build the sign. There's electrical work that's involved. You're dealing with the city, yeah. the county, and permitting. We handle all that for the customer as, wow. in a concierge service. Now, permitting, you said, can be difficult. Why is that? You know, a lot of people don't understand what goes into permitting. Uh, sometimes the different municipalities will require an engineer stamp, architectural drawings. Every municipality in Metro Atlanta has a different set of ordinances and rules. 
they're all completely different. Um, mm -hmm. So for a customer to try to get their own permits, uh, you're really not outfitted for that. You really got to have some some higher level knowledge and really understand what it's going to take to get that permit approved. And it can take as long as a month or as a little as a few days if you really know what you're doing. But you can walk them through that. We do it all for them. I mean, it's, ah. yeah, absolutely. Once they agree to work with our company, we get their permit for them as part of our concierge service and dedicated to total customer service. All right. So you not only have to be basically a production and a manufacturing expert, you also need to be creative and be a marketing expert, right? Absolutely. And, and, I, and I know that, that uh, um, a lot of companies want to, I guess the word is rebrand, yep. and, and, and y'all are rebranding experts, right? Tell us about that. You know, rebranding is very difficult. You know, so there are a lot of corporations that are headquartered here in Atlanta. Many of them own assets, real estate, and vehicles all across the United States, all across the world. One of the things that Sinorama can really leverage is our network of other Sinoramas across the United States. If you're an independent sign company here in Atlanta, as an example, that's your only business, it would be very hard for them to reach out to um, Chicago, California, Texas, and so forth to really orchestrate a total rebrand for a company. So if company A buys company B, and those assets are all across the 50 states, they've got to change the logo out on all those buildings, all yes. those cars, all those vehicles. They can come to us as a one-stop shop. We put together the entire package for them. We arrange all the logistics. We have installers all across the, the 50 states, the United States, to totally manage the rebranding of their buildings, both inside and outside, parking garages, everything you can think of that's got their logo on it. And we do all their vehicles as well, from tractor trailers to trucks to box trucks to vans. We wow. take care of all that over time. And if you were going to work with an independent sign company, that would be almost impossible to do. But by leveraging the total network of Signoramas, our partners across the United States, Literally one call, we do it all. Yeah, I understand that because I've got the same sort of situation with Sandler. Yeah, yeah. that's really good. Good for you. Absolutely. That's awesome. But if I just wanted, let's say, you know, you know a, a wrap for my vehicle, you know, so people yeah. would see it around town, that's also that other end of the spectrum, no big deal, huh? We do it every day. Yeah. Uh, we enjoy doing that. Uh, we have a walk-in studio in our shop over on Thompson Mill in Buford, and you can walk right in. You can sit down with one of our staff. You can get a consultation. We come outside. We take pictures of your vehicle. We measure your vehicle. Got a great design guy. I think he's one of the best in the business. And he designs your wrap for you. You get to approve it before we, we do it. And uh, literally, we do it right there in the shop. And uh, you can have your car back in a day. So I know, I know Jeff, you recognize the, the, the zeal we're hearing from him as an entrepreneur, business owner, <laughs> as Jeff and I both are. So what, what drives you as a business owner? Why, why, why do I feel this passion coming through the microphone here? You know, as a business owner, we all know what it takes to, to, to have a successful business, to keep it going every single day. Um, I've always been incredibly passionate about business, but I'm, I'm equally passionate about entrepreneurs and business owners in the community because we all know what it takes to make one succeed. So in the sign business, through visual marketing, if I help you bring in more customers and I help your business succeed, ultimately I feel like I'm giving back to the community. So I mean, that, that's really something that drives me every single day and is one of the reasons why I got in the sign industry to help other business owners succeed. And you know, you can sell widgets, you, know, you, can, you can make small things, you can do whatever, but in the sign business, we're helping other businesses market their businesses directly and bring in more customers. And I got a real passion for that. I bet it's really satisfying to you when you see they're, they're growing and thriving. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, signs are, are, are very visible. You know, at nighttime yeah. when you're driving around town, you can point at the signs that your, your team is done. Yeah. I get a real kick out of that. Yes. I recently had two clients tell me that, you know, fairly new clients, they hadn't even been with us very long, tell me that they had just signed their biggest deal ever. 
you know, and, and uh, just to, to hear that kind of success just really, yeah, really lifts you up. So I'm sure that's that's great for you. And entrepreneurs are that way, right? I mean, we, we're looking not only to thrive ourselves, but we want our customers to thrive. Absolutely. We want them to, you know, and then of course make sure they tell everybody else. So that'd be good too. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So I'm going to ask you a little bit of question, coming out of left field here, Dan. Yeah. What's something about signs that most people don't know about? Well, I mean, that, that's pretty easy. I mean, when we show up to do a consult, we call it a site survey with the customer. A yeah. lot of times you have a very motivated business owner that knows exactly what they want. They've already got this drawing that they've drawn up, and they know exactly how long they want it to be, how tall they want it to be, what color they want it to be. You know, we have to do a little bit of education at that point and, and tell them that permitting will decide all that and tell us exactly what we can do and what we can't do. And, you know, sometimes you have a disappointed customer that, that wanted a sign to be 16 feet tall, 3 feet high and they wanted red and they wanted to be lit from the inside only to find out that permitting says it's going to be two feet high by five feet long and you can't have an internally lit sign in this municipality great and that's where we come in and and at that point you know through a creative process we try to help them really understand well what is the best option for their business and that's going to give them the most visible marketing with those constraints so you know we enjoy doing that and that's a big part of the the consultation that we give our customers that's awesome. I think maybe I need to introduce you to my, to my landlord because I do not like their outside signs. Well, we'd be happy to repair it for you. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm going to introduce you. That, that, would, that would probably help. Right. Now, you mentioned to me something about channel letters. Yes. This is a new concept for me. So tell us, what, what is channel lettering? Well, you know, that's the lingo of the sign industry. I mean, I didn't understand the lingo either when I first got into it, and, and customers don't. I mean, customers are not going to call us and say, hey, I'd like to have a set of channel letters for my business. Pretty sure I've never actually said those two words no, until just now. Yeah. No, and, and they wouldn't, yeah. and no one would, obviously. Yeah. They call us and said, hey, I want a sign that lights up that's electrical for the front of my building. And then we, we have to educate them on, on what those options are. Channel letters are what you see on most businesses. So, for example, a, a Publix grocery store or, mm-hmm. or a Mexican restaurant in your community, um, it's got an aluminum siding kind of base to it, and they're lit up internally, and they've got an acrylic face with the color on there. Most of the signs that you see on, on businesses that light up at night are either a light box or channel letters. Channel letters are the creative ones that you see, whereas light boxes are more rectangular or square. Okay. We sell yeah. a lot of channel letters. Um, yeah. They've got to be permitted. Um, there's electricians involved. There's bucket trucks in the installation that's involved. There's a lot of design that goes into a really creative design for channel letters. I mean, the great thing about the sign business, it's a creative custom business. I mean, there's really no end to what you can do as long as you fit it within what permitting will allow you to do. Okay. Now, channel letters is something that we specialize in. And this month we're running a special 10% off. So if somebody wants to reach out and get the channel letters put on their building, www.sarbuford.com is our website. Um, ask for me, Dan be happy to lead you through that process okay and even though you've got lots of competition not everyone has installers right and not everyone can do that design either right you know absolutely and And, and, you know we do we do everything from design to fabrication to installation and permitting for our customers and not every sign company can do all those things as a one-stop shop so that is one of the advantages that we bring our customers and if we can't do it we've got a great network of installers that can help us with that okay And, and what was that website again it's www S-A-R-Buford, B-U-F-O-R-D.com. Okay, www.S-A-R, Signorama, S-A-R-Buford. So www.S-A-R-Buford.com. That's right. We're located up in Buford, Georgia on Thompson Mill. And ask for Dan. Ask for Dan. Awesome. That'd be great. Okay, so one last question, Dan. What is your ideal customer? What do they look like? You know, we we do business-to-business sales. We do business-to-consumer sales. 90% of our business is dealing with other businesses, but we do have a lot of 
residential customers that, that have needs for their, their, their own family and so forth. But we are a concierge service. We're, we're not the most inexpensive. We're not trying to be. Um, I've got great equipment. You know, we're a modern store. We've got great technicians and so forth. We've got overhead. And we provide a high-value service for our customers, uh, a full concierge service. So, you know, it's going to come with a, 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 a premium cost. Um, if someone's just looking for a commodity, you know, somebody's looking for something that they can buy online, we're probably not the company for them, you know. And uh, we're not trying to be that, that company. We're trying to be the best company in Atlanta that can serve all your needs throughout the entire sign process. Like I said, through those steps, through design, permitting, fabrication, and installation. We literally hold your hand through that entire process. And once you call us, you never have to worry about your sign package again until it's back up on your building, and then you can just enjoy it at that point. So Excellent. So signing, signing done right. <laughs> That's right. The first time. I can, yeah, I've, heard, I've heard nightmare stories from people that have opened business, and that didn't go well. So. Well, and that's yeah. the thing. When, when you invest in a sign, you want to do it one time, and you want that sign yeah. to be bright, you want it to be beautiful, and you want it to be up there the whole time that you're in business. You don't want to replace that thing every three years, every yes. five years, or have to upgrade it. You want to do it one time, make the investment, and do it right. And literally, there are no other investments that pay off like a sign does. If you think about a business that's going to be in business 10, 20 years, if you divide what you paid for that sign out by the number of days in 10 years, the number of days in, in 20 years, you're paying literally pennies on the dollar every single day. And although it sounds like a big number up front when you find out how much it's going to cost, it's the single best investment you can make done right when you're really getting your business off the ground. And, and we really enjoy educating customers on that. Makes perfect sense. Okay, so with this, is, this is Dan Wells that we've been talking to. Dan is the owner of Sinorama Buford and Duluth. And, uh, and Dan, you mentioned the website, www.sarbuford.com. is a way to get a hold of you. That's right. Of course, also our listeners can go on the Business Radio X site and find it there as well. That's terrific, Dan. I, I, you, do, you do great work. you got a great company and an, and an awesome market, and I know our listeners are going to want to get a hold of you when they want to rebrand or open a new location or just want to do it right this time. They'll call you. We're looking forward to it. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Once again, this is Al Simon with Simon Says. Everybody's played the game, right? Simon <laughs> Says. Let's talk business on Business Radio X, and we've been talking with Dan Wells the owner of Sinorama Buford. And now our, our second set of guests, uh, uh, longtime uh, clients and friends of ours, uh, Jeff Lance, CEO and founder, Brian Boston, Director of Sales for CL Services. Welcome, guys. Thanks, Al. Glad to be here today, Al. Yeah, it's really good to see you. It's been a while, and uh, really good to have you with us and to see you again. And CL Services, uh, and, and uh, I know you all do uh, logistics, basically, and but I'm not sure that uh, many of our listeners really understand exactly what that means. Uh, and uh, but they're in luck because y'all know everything there is to know about that stuff, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, so where should we start? Well, maybe we should start with with uh, with how long have y'all been doing this? Ooh, we started uh, actually in December of 1996. I uh, started the company, and uh, so you know we've been growing over the years, and we've had a pretty good, uh, successful run here so far. I think um, we're expanding, growing, and continue growing. We've had year-over-year growth every year that we've been in business. So COVID hasn't really impacted too much. I mean, you still got to have trucks on the road, right? Got to move stuff. Ah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, um, if anything, you know. Uh, you know, 
COVID has probably helped us to a degree because uh, a lot of our clients that we ship for and uh, they all um, manufacture products that have been products of necessity mm -hmm. during this time period. Okay, so they, they still got to get things from point A to point B. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Now, do y'all do, do, do uh, <coughs> LTL at less than truckload and as well as full truckload? Or what do you do? How do you do that? Uh, we actually uh, uh, handle a suite of services similar to uh, essentially what Dan described in our environment. Um, preferably, we'd like to uh, wholly own that process with the customer and, and provide them um, with transportation depending on whatever route you know, really makes sense for their business. Um, so in the LTL world or less than truckload, we can facilitate those smaller uh, runs and, and deliveries. We can also handle the full truckload. We do what is called partial or consolidations or multi-stop deliveries as well. And those services expand past uh, just the general trucking as well into uh, intermodal um, or rail deliveries as well as uh, more consultative functions also. Okay, so help me with the, with the lingo here. Intermodal means... Intermodal means multiple multiple modes of traffic uh, to uh, accomplish the same goal. So, like train to truck, and then to, or is that what you're talking about, or what? Exactly, but okay. it, it can be more more complex than that. Even uh, you yeah. know, you can start off with a steamship line from China, and have to put that on the truck ultimately to transfer to a rail and transfer back onto a truck, um, or even stage in a warehouse for a short period of time. So, it's it's uniquely tailored for the client's needs and and. Um, whatever will be successful in their supply chain okay some of those things might be like dan signs and stuff right hey we'd love to talk to dan <laughs> yeah. about that today <laughs> i think the cat's out of the bag now dan there you go actually we have an asset side too so we do run our own trucks that we have and we have our own trailers and uh you know dan could be wrapping those trailers for us oh hey there you go okay. <laughs> and i enjoyed hearing dan's passion about his business that yes. uh you know as an entrepreneur that uh that's very you know we're all passionate about our business and you know um and you started in 96 right 96 yeah. yes yeah wow yeah. is that the first business you had owned or is that my first business that i've owned i've been in the logistics and transportation business i started in 1987 um in transportation uh, in the logistics business, doing the same thing that we're doing today. So you know it pretty well by now, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't like to think I'm that old yet. No. no. I, I keep, myself, I keep myself young by being around all these young people that work for us. Yes. Well, in 1987, you were only two years old, so, yeah. so it's, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there we yeah. go. Yeah. I love that. Okay. All right. So y'all mentioned to me a word, sort of like uh, – channel letters that dan mentioned your word that you mentioned to me which i had no idea what it was was prosponsive prosponsive what is that so prosponsive is going to be our version of customer service um there's a long definition for it but a short definition is is proactive communication and uh actively working with our clients to make sure that they know information um at the speed of business i guess is the right way to put it um, you know, whether or not it's, it's our business or even kind of what Dan described, at the end of the day, you know, we're not a, um, a commodity uh, uh, type arrangement. We are a, a high-level service company, and, and we like to make sure that our clients understand that and, and that they understand who they're working with and where their products are at all times. So the responsive approach um, means that our service is going to be above bar and that our communication will be 
um, in real time and, and effective. So more proactive as opposed to waiting for the customer to complain. I mean, you're, you're on top of things is what that really means, right? In a perfect world, our customers yeah. know of any issues before they have a chance to complain and they know about any kind of concerns that they need nice. um, prior to their customers um, having any kind of concerns. So, you know, in our, in our environment, there's a lot of times where our client is, is the shipping function and not the receiver. So if there's any kind of delay in transit, they need to know prior to their customer receiving a, a delayed shipment. You know, that's interesting because if you follow the, the, uh, the psychology here, so your customers have a customer who's a little bit on edge because they're expecting a shipment, right? Right. <laughs> and so your customer is on edge because their customer could be at risk if y'all don't deliver. Right. Wow. And that's a lot know, of pressure. In 2020, visibility is the game. Um, everybody can, can order Amazon to their house and watch that watch that dot move across the map to their household Um, in in some cities you can do that same day and see it on your doorstep in two hours Um, and that that mindset is transferred into business to business interactions and that level of visibility and communication is necessary for success yeah everything speeded up right and everybody's expectations is sped up right yeah probably one of the biggest issues in our business is communication Mm -hmm. so we wanted to be able to respond proactively to all situations and put the problems at hand with the customer because the customer has a right to make an alternative solution if there's a problem. And in the trucking business and transportation business, there can be delays. Um, we're relying on drivers, we're relying on equipment uh, running up and down the road, and at any point in time you can get a flat tire, whatever can happen. Yes. Um, you know, I'll add that uh, during uh, when COVID first hit and uh, there was a real shortage of uh, hand sanitizer out there we were shipping the first shipments of hand sanitizer into the city of new york and the mayor and governor of new york was there waiting for them Mm. uh to be there with those trucks when they arrived so the pressure was on the customer to make sure that that was an important event uh to get those there and at the other end they were expecting them to be there on time because I'm sure the mayor and governor had other places they had to be at, too. You think they might be a little bit important? Yeah. They were very important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So communication played a major role in making sure that stuff got there. And you all have invested heavily in technology. Is that mostly for communication or other things, too? Yes, yeah. Communication is, uh, yeah, everything we do is really, really does revolve around uh, uh, communication. So our technology is built to be proactive with the customer, too. Uh, we can uh, set the customer up so they're on a portal and be in our site and actually witness their equipment uh, moving up and down the road so they know where their product's at at all times. Very cool. Okay, and it's not just how you communicate with and interface with your customers, but I've, I've been in your in your facility i've seen you and i've seen on on what you post on social media you've got a fun atmosphere there you've got a high energy fun atmosphere you've got a family feel to it at the same time you know tell us more about that you work you work hard at that corporate culture thing don't you we do it uh you know um we've been in business since uh 96 and uh really we probably struggled for our first 10 years um at trying to get that culture right uh, you know, being an entrepreneur, you're trying to trying to figure things out and, and get it right. And, you know, you said earlier, there's a bunch of smart people sitting around this table. I won't include myself in that group um, as being smart because if I was smart, I probably would have figured it out a lot faster. But but um, but I we've think been, you're doing just <laughs> fine. <Jeff. laughs> but we've been consistent. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, one thing that I that we we are is we're like bulls and we just keep charging forward. 
um, and uh, we don't we don't quit and uh, you know quit is not quitting is not part of the option here yes um, and uh, you know making sure that our customers are happy and satisfied all all the time so that that is our key to our business and uh, we have uh, great employees now um, not that we didn't have then a lot of them have been with us for uh, our whole time period that we've been in business uh, but the culture that we have now is very very vibrant and yes. uh, you know i think that uh everybody is really uh sees the opportunity and one thing that we weren't doing in our early years was providing the opportunity for growth and i think being able to grow the company and have continued growth and being able to expand into other other operations around the country and around the state um has really put uh uh, opportunity in front of our people because our people see opportunity to grow, opportunity to get promoted, move into greater positions. Um, and I'll let Brian add on to that. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's. I think you touched on it earlier um, in your comments with Dan on on his uh, zeal. I believe was the word that you used in in regards to each one of you and and the entrepreneurs here at the table um, and understanding that that culture bleeds from the top down, right and I have a opportunity to see that every day at CL Services, and I imagine it's the same thing at Dan's operation, and I know I've seen it with you, Al, as well. But the most interesting part about uh, really that culture and what I've been able to witness over the 10 years being at CL is um, exactly what Jeff described, and that's seeing the young individuals come in and begin to learn the industry, learn uh, the hurdles, and learn the expectations and ultimately how to manage not only that from a professional standpoint but from a personal standpoint and when you have that level of mentorship and buy-in from the very tops of a corporation it it's inevitable that it'll seep to the to the entry level um high performers and and entry level new employees and it's obviously working yeah and i, yeah. I know jeff you're being you're being humble here but it may have taken you 10 or so years <laughs> to figure it out but well, once you did you've been great at replicating it and growing it from there we're vested to see our people grow. Yeah. Um, you know, I may have yeah. take. I, I look at it like this. I put myself in our, our employees' shoes every day mm -hmm. because I want to witness my company from their perspective, not from my perspective as an owner. So I always think back on my early years. You know, I took a chance. I took a risk and started the business. But when I go out and I hire somebody coming out of college, they're taking a chance. They're taking a risk to come to work for me. Is What's this guy going to be like? Is he going to be somebody that I really want to work for, that I want to build my career with? And so when we bring them on board, we run them through a training process. We, we are totally vested 110% to make sure that they grow and see that they're growing. And if they're not growing, we'll pull them aside and, and really kind of continue working with them to uh, – you know, I, I always look at it like this, I, that, you know, your people, our people, our company wouldn't exist without our people. Um, but I look at it that in the sense that, you know, people are, are coming on board with us and they want to grow and they want to develop careers. And so I have a responsibility to provide all the tools and, and everything that they need. Uh, to see that that happens. If I, if I don't, I feel like that I've failed if I've let somebody Absolutely. down. So you, you equip your people to succeed and thrive, so in turn they can help your customers thrive. Right. And it's a great, exactly. great model, yeah. And, and you also told me that, you know, you're, you're not necessarily B2B as so much as you're H2H, right? You're human to human. Right, I mean, right. 
talking about communication, talking about growing people, talking about uh, making sure that your customers uh, get the best service. Well, it's a relationship. Um, it's a relationship business, but it, all all business is relationship driven, right? Yeah. And if if it's if it's handled correctly and done in the right manner, it's incredible the level of business that can be driven through your current clients through referrals and through simply showing up and doing what was agreed upon um, throughout the negotiation or contracting phase. Nice. And I think one of the one of the best um, examples of that is is CL Services still has partnerships with uh, the you know first three to five ten customers. They're they're still with us twenty four years later on, and that's that's incredible alone. In in looking at it from yes. that perspective, knowing that those are you know very large corporations around the United States still willing to be partnered with the same individuals that they started partnerships with in 1996. Yeah, that says a lot. You don't find that to be the case in, in, in most industries, much less in, you know, in logistics. That's really good stuff there. Yeah, our customer retention rate is, is pretty high. As a matter yeah. of fact, over our years, I think I can count on one hand the amount of customers that we've actually lost uh, due to poor service or poor communication. Really? Um, and, uh, yeah, so... You know that's one thing that you know I said earlier. You know, bring, bringing our people on board and, and training them and providing them with all the tools and and really that uh, responsibility of, of caring and sharing um, has really passed on. And, yeah. and our people do a fantastic job of that. Yes. So once again, this is Al Simon with Sandler Training. The show is Simon says, "Let's talk business on Business Radio X," and we've been talking with Jeff Lance. CEO and founder of CL Services, Brian Boston, director of sales for CL Services. And I have a, uh, another question, one more question. And again, just like I did with Dan, out of left field. You ready for this one? Probably not. So we hear a lot <laughs> these days about driverless vehicles. Do you see that in your world at all, in trucking, logistics? Is that something that's really going to happen? Well, I'm big on technology, but I, I don't see us being there for a while. Yeah. Um, I don't think it might happen during Brian's lifetime. It won't happen during mine. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, the, the infrastructure is not there yet for it. Okay. Um, I think that uh, they will have to, uh, the highway system infrastructure is going to have to change for that. Uh, you have the center lanes that are going down uh, the highway, uh, like from Atlanta to Macon and uh, up here on the north side of town. Uh, where you have uh, uh, the wall barriers on both sides. Yes. Um, at some point in time, those interior barrier lanes can be converted over to driverless trucks. Uh, so I think you'll have to have a lot more infrastructure like that built around the country, and they are building it. But it's going to uh, take years, right? Probably it, decades. But, but that's yeah, going to take yeah. years and a lot of taxpayer dollars. And there's that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. and we're running out of taxpayer dollars, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it could be, yeah. <laughs> So, so Brian and Jeff, what's the best way to get a hold of y'all? I know we got listeners that want to talk to CL Services. What's the best way? Well, you can always visit us on our website. That's clservicesinc.com. C as in Charlie, L as in Lemur, services, plural, inc.com. Okay. You can visit us on our Facebook and our Twitter as well. And, um, you know, we're 24-7 operation now. The uh, communication doesn't stop at 8 to 5 either. We're 24-7 uh, all of our reps work through their cell phone and through the uh, office lines. 
which you can reach us at 678-686-0933 for our general office line. Okay, again, that's 678-686-0933. And the website is clservicesinc.com, right? Yes, sir. Excellent. Well, great. Uh, Guys, this has been terrific. It's been really fun to talk about your companies, talk about logistics, talk about signing. Good stuff. And uh, so, as always, we will conclude with a little sales tip uh, that uh, oftentimes we get listeners that, that uh, email in questions to me that they would like me to address on the, on the air. And, and so if you've got a sales question uh, to email, my email address is al.simon at sandler.com. And go ahead and email me your sales question, any question you want. And we usually, we, each week, we, we, each show we pick one. And here's the one that I'm going to address today. This comes from a sales manager. Sales manager says, what metrics should I measure for my sales team? And then weekly, monthly, and yearly. Well, that's a great question. And I think it's one that I, I wish more sales managers would ask. Because, uh, you know, you, you may have heard of the concept of a dashboard, you know, and, and managers need a dashboard so they can quickly and, 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 and at the speed of business, as Brian said, they can see what's going on and catch trends quickly and especially things that might go wrong, catch them quickly. Sales managers need a dashboard, too, of what's going on in their sales world with their team. And, uh, and, and when I talk to, to sales managers, a lot of times when I say, you know, what are you measuring today? One of the things they say is, you know, a lot of times is, is well, I measure uh, the number of proposals we have out. And that's just a rotten way to do this. That's just an awful way, uh, awful metric to, to, to uh, measure because you would, in, you would then uh, incent your sales team to just go ahead and throw out proposals all over the place. And, of course, they wouldn't be well qualified. They might not be well thought through. And you end up with a mess, and it's just not a good indication of how well sales are going. But I will say what you, what I do recommend to our clients, is that weekly they have what we call a cookbook. Each each rep, each producer has a cookbook. Uh, what we mean by cookbook, it's what is their short term, you know, maybe daily, maybe weekly activity plan. You know, what things are they going to do? And are they going to make, you know, dials? Are they going to send out, uh, you know, uh, uh, digital prospecting emails are they going to do networking are they going to go trade shows trade shows are coming back right at some point they are uh, you know that we know all the different things they could do social media stuff you know all the things they could giving talks writing letters and blogs or um, articles and blogs there's all kinds of things you could do to get business and other things you could do to grow existing business so what is each rep going to do in what quantities, in what time frames, and we call that a cookbook, and that should be measured by the sales manager to know the activity because you can't measure, uh, you can't manage what you, what you don't control. So we want to we control something that we can manage, and we can manage what each of us individually does every single day, and, uh, and we call that a cookbook. Monthly, I would suggest a great metric would be what we call MCs or sometimes called MIs which would be meaningful conversations or meaningful interactions. So you can have your own definition of that, but basically it, 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 it talks about, like in my case, for our, our team, we, 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 we measure meaningful conversations, the definition being first-time conversations or first-time in a while, like a couple years, conversations with decision-makers in our market 
who have pain that we can fix. That's our definition of a meaningful conversation. First-time conversations, parenthetically, or first time in a while, uh, with decision-makers, not with just influencers or whoever. I'm talking about decision-makers who have pain that we can fix. And you measure how many of those you have. It's an indication. It's a lagging indicator, but it's an indication that you're doing the right activities in the right ways with the right people. So, in other words, an indication that your cookbook is right and that your techniques are right. And then annually, I would suggest, um, you know, that you measure sales results or at least uh, or at least uh, re- report on sales results year over to year, you know, year over year to make sure. But also to, to break that up into new business dollars versus growing existing account dollars. That's important to see where your reps are spending their time and where, you know, one way or the other might, might need to be shorn up. So that's really what I would say. Cookbook on, on a weekly basis, uh, MIs or MCs on a, on a uh, monthly basis, and then annually uh, year-over-year sales dollars broken up by new business versus growing existing business. And let's not tell our reps to throw proposals all over the place. Let's just not do that, please. <laughs> and that's my, that's my soapbox and sales tip from Al Simon with Sandler Training. We do sales training and coaching and uh, sales management training and coaching and customer service training and coaching as usual. And this has been a great episode of Simon Says Let's Talk Business on Business Radio X. Thank you, Dan Wells, Sinarama Butte, don't say it fast, Sinarama Buford and Duluth. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for being here. Brian and Jeff with CL Services. Awesome to have you here. Good to see you again. And uh, everybody out there, good selling. Good selling.